0: didn't know what I was going to do, but I, walk, mm. I, I thought to myself, why am I not helping people? I mean, I, I, servant leadership is a game changer. Why am I not helping other young adults discover who they are? And so when I had that moment and I left my career, I walked out, it took me a couple of weeks, but I remember in the middle of the night, this is now the holiday season of fall 2017 so almost a year later after helping him get in i had walked away from my career i got up in the middle of the night literally stood up in my bed nudged my wife because she's an ob so she never sleeps she's always on call and i literally said to her what if i transform a million lives one word at a time
1: this is the better wealth podcast with caleb williams Rich, welcome to the show.
0: Caleb, can I just say, what a gift to have met you. Crazy, really. Isn't it amazing how people just come into your life? It's like that, that song from Wicked. They come into your life for a reason. Seriously, I am yeah. so happy to be here. And thank you for having me. Are you kidding? You invited me.
1: There's, there's very few interviews that the night before, I get like really this <laughs> excited energy. <laughs> and I, know, I, was, I I was nervous I, I too. I was like, oh i remember thinking oh my goodness i'm gonna have the interview of my life um, <laughs> oh boy! but listen i want to give people context on how we met okay yeah. yeah next gen new york city we meet and i actually was at a mentorship we met at this next gen event which is an amazing event i'm gonna have justin and dylan on here eventually oh i love them love um, them I'm in a mentorship program. I'm sitting down with Michael, the marketing expert. Um, and he, he tells me, we can meet till this time, but then I'm going to go see my friend Rich present. Yeah. Um, you know, a story. One so of my best I, friends. I ended up wa- going in and watching your presentation. And I'm telling you, man, like your message, this, this idea of one word branding your life. And I'm not going to ruin it because I want you to share a little bit of that. <laughs> And then what I did was I hopped on a call with you because you, you offered every single person, no strings attached, a, a, a time to talk with you. I don't know how many people took advantage of that. A lot. <laughs> I remember talking with you and, and there was a time in our, in our relationship where you're like, Caleb, what, like, what are you waiting for? Like I want to help you. Yeah. And, and we have changed. You've helped me see things about my life, about my one word that we're going to unpack. You've helped us with branding. You've helped our team be more aligned. And you're going to help us show up more powerfully in the marketplace because of branding. And man, from the bottom of my heart, thank you.
0: Listen, when I took that call from you, I'm somebody who I want to help people win that really have what it takes. And you were just so, I just kept this one word in my head when I was on the phone with you, captivating. Like you totally captivated me. And I said to myself, I got to know this guy. Deeper, and I, I, I just think that that's your gift. To be honest with you, I mean, the truth is, we didn't know each other, and you took me up on that call, and then the whole time on the call, I'm like, oh my god, this guy is unbelievable. I was, I was actually emailing, I was googling you while I was on the phone. I was like, oh my god, this, one, holy, this, look what this guy's doing. And then I said, how can I help? Because that is my purpose, which we'll get into, and I'm living it, and I. Ah, oh, what a gift that you called me. Thank you for doing that, by the way. If you yeah. had not called, I mean, there were 400 people in the audience. If you had not called, but you were supposed to call, that's the whole yeah. point of life. You were yeah. supposed to get on that phone with me and voila, we're here today.
1: So Rich, uh, without further ado, why don't you share your story? Um, I feel like it gives a lot of context for this conversation, but then what I want to do is I want to break down us working together and my one word. By the way, that's what—that's the hook that people are. Everyone's like, Caleb, what is your one word? What does that even mean? <laughs> um, and then, and then how that translates into purpose. And we're still—we're still working on branding, and that's right. Things are to come, and it's going to be—it's going to be, be right. amazing. I, I
0: always tell you, buckle up, because we haven't even—I mean, we've started, and it's huge. But you don't even know what's coming, dude. So what do I? That's a—that's an overwhelming question. But I'm gonna share a little bit about my story and just give everybody a sense of who I am on the calls, on the uh, podcast. So I like to tell everyone that I'm a recovering corporate brand marketing executive. Isn't that cool, Caleb, that I say that? <laughs> It is. Yeah. And um, let's see, fall of 2017, I was at work. I was the head of marketing for a lingerie company, which was a lot of fun. And um, I quit my career. I got up and I decided that I was done. And we'll get into my one word as a catalyst. That is a very catalyst thing to do, but I do not recommend that everybody does that. I left on amazing terms. I came home that evening. My wife said, how was your day? And I said, I quit my career. And she, I really did not know what she was gonna say. I didn't tell her that I was doing it. And she said, congratulations, now go change the world. And I said, really? And she said, absolutely. And the truth is, I wasn't that confident to go out and do you know, something big. I wanted to, but I didn't have the confidence. And so I'll take you a little bit back. Um, I grew up in a really challenged home. Um, I think what's most important about what I'm about to share is knowing your story. I think that's a big part of the whole brand message that I'm going to share today. And uh, I grew up invisible in my home. I grew up with what I consider zero value. And what do I mean by that? I was always told I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't athletic enough. I wasn't enough in many ways. And uh, my parents fought 24-7, 365. Truth be told, I do not remember a happy time in my house Mm -hmm. ever. Um, On the flip side, I had a ton of friends. I had um, doing really well in school. I graduated four out of 800 in my high school class. Mm -hmm. I, I thought I had a good life. I mean, it wasn't one where I was moping around, but I always had this idea that I wasn't good enough. Went to college, uh, went to, I couldn't get into an Ivy League college like my brother and my twin sister did. Which was also in some ways a problem. I was the one they made fun of all the time, and I took it really lightly and I laughed because humor was a big part of me being accepted. But I think deep down as I look back now, like that was really hurtful in many ways. went to college, went to Binghamton University, by the way, is a really good school. you know, wasn't you know where I couldn't get into any school. Um, mm-hmm. got an accounting degree, which was a huge mistake, and I'll get into that uh, as a catalyst that is not the career to go into. Uh, but I lived like everybody else. You have to graduate with a job. You got to get a degree and you got to make a living. Got married, uh, married an amazing woman who I am married to today, 24 years. Shout out to Sharon, Dr. Sharon Mass, OBGYN. And uh, at 26 years old, when we were dating, I woke up with testicular cancer. And I honestly thought my first reaction, people always ask me, like, what was the first thing that happened to you when you were diagnosed? And the truth is, the first thing that came to my mind was, I'm never gonna be a dad, which was something I really, despite the childhood I had, I couldn't wait to have kids. And I was dating my wife at the time. Um, I ended up having a great cancer. If you wanna get a cancer out there, you get testicular cancer, it's curable, it was early. You know, it I was a lot of work to get better. Um, but at the t- a week before I got diagnosed, this is cr- crazy, a week before I got into Wharton Business School at the University no of Pennsylvania. Yeah, talk about crazy, right? High, got in, oh my God. And then I get to this low a week later where I'm diagnosed with cancer. And the reason I'm telling your listeners this is because I packed up and moved to Philadelphia where my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, lived. And I moved in with her family um, to get better. Because I knew I was going to go to Wharton and I wanted to be at the hospital across the street because I knew I would need follow up and so on. Like I was thinking ahead and um, thankfully went. I, you know, got through my cancer, I decided to go to business school a week after treatment was over two years best two years of my life. I went into marketing and strategy, started my career in consumer products marketing. So I went from accounting to consumer products. I love branding. I love consumer insights. I love understanding how consumers interact, behavior, so on. And um, life was really good. Um, 17 years later, I'm married to my amazing wife and she wakes up one morning uh, as an OBGYN with advanced breast cancer and it was bad. My son was 12. My daughter was nine. And that was the first moment, Caleb, where I realized I needed help. I needed, um, I needed to understand who I was. I didn't know who I was, to be honest with you. Hmm. Because of the estrangement, um, because of all the challenges I had with my family growing up, I made a decision after my cancer was over to walk away from them completely. They were not hmm. there for me when I was sick. I walked away, uh, you know, Right, wrong or otherwise, that was the decision I made. I needed to make my life with my wife and my kids work. But at that moment when my wife got sick, I I realized I needed therapy, which is a big deal for a guy to admit. I mean, Mm -hmm. for anybody, to be honest, and I didn't tell anyone anyone. Like I thought, if anybody knows me as a marketing executive going into therapy, I'm going to lose my job. Like all the crazy things that we think about mm-hmm. in our head. And my wife sat me down and said, this isn't good. So you need to get with it and realize, and I don't know if you, I always tell people, Charlie Brown, the teacher, wah, 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 mm-hmm. I wasn't even listening. I wasn't mm-hmm. even, I was in another world going, I'm going to be a widower. I'm going to have two children, nine and 12. I have a career. How am I going to do this? I yeah. I like You know what I mean? And, but I also took a step back and I said, okay, we're going to get through this and I'm going to figure out a game plan. And the first thing I did was go into therapy. And that is where I learned about who I am. And I'll get into that in a little bit. My wife ends up nine years later today, nine years as of this podcast uh, this month, she's doing amazing. Amazing. That's incredible. Truly miraculous. I mean, I also think it was um, I, I know this is gonna sound crazy, but I do think it was a message from the man upstairs that mm-hmm. this is the second battle you've had. And I think he was trying to tell me, crazy as this sounds, that there was something bigger for myself and my wife. And so I moved forward. I've lost some jobs throughout this, you know. Uh, journey of mine. And every time I lost a job, it took me about a year and a half to find another one. Um, I was at Godiva at the time that my wife was sick. I lost my job at Godiva. Um, I was really struggling on who I was. Therapy was helping me figure that out. I realized that I do have value, realized I was a catalyst. And then I had a moment with my son. I'm going to fast forward a little. I had a moment with my son that would literally change the entire course of my life. This is crazy. So, my son is a uh, senior in high school at the time. Uh, my wife is better. I am at this lingerie company right now. And he comes to me and he says, Dad, I'm applying to college. You know, we've been knee deep in the college process. I need you to help me get ready for my alumni interviews. I said, Sure, I'm a marketer. Of course, I'll help you. And I asked him one simple question that literally changed my entire career. At the kitchen table, I said to him, Zach, tell me about yourself. And he looked at me like I had like 25 heads. I said, just (laughs) tell me anything. And he said, I don't know. I'm a senior in high school. I study, I play video games. And I remember saying to him at that moment, I said, you have no idea who you are? And he looked at me and he said, no, they don't teach us how to answer that in high school. And I don't even know what you're talking about. And I had an aha moment, like when somebody says, oh, you know, what was that moment where, you know, you got hit in your head, <laughs> like the V8 moment. And I, I remember saying to myself, I have spent my entire career, Caleb, helping brands. Okay. I worked at some of the top consumer products companies in the world, Kraft Foods, Nabisco, Godiva, Cadbury, literally would craft the identities of all these iconic brands I worked on in one word. I created this one word approach in my head. And the one word is the core value that the brand brings to your life. Think about it. You of all people know this, Caleb. Money is an exchange of value. I buy something, I buy a brand. It has a certain core value. I pay for it. If the core value is delivered, I'm gonna buy it again. I repeat. Mm -hmm. If I don't, I walk away. And at that moment at the kitchen table, I thought to myself, well, maybe this can work on people. Because I was told by a recruiter that I was a catalyst. And I remember the moment she literally summed up everything about me. And then this happens at the kitchen table. And I said to my son, I'm going to do a couple of exercises on you. In my head, I had, I'm, I'm still working. I have no idea where this is going to go. And we do all these mm-hmm. exercises and we come up with his word. And his word was, or is, persevere. Okay, He's this, this is a kid who never gives up. And I remember saying to him at the table, after a couple of exercises, it took about, you know, maybe two weeks, I said, now I want you to do me a favor. I want you to imagine you're in front of the admissions committee, and you're going to tell them a story about how you bring your one word to life, and that's going to become your college essay. And most people think that in order to get into a top school in the country, that you have to solve world hunger, you got to come up with the next entrepreneurial venture that's a billion dollars. This kid went to sleepway camp for 10 summers. That's all he did. Okay. And he wrote a story about a campfire event at sleep camp that was so profound about how he lives his core value of perseverance. I was blown away by the story. And fast forward, he gets into Cornell. And I'm sitting in my kitchen saying to myself, smart kid, but I mean, he is not solving world hunger by any means. Yeah. And I remember after he got in, this was at my desk at work when I got up and walked away from my career. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I, walk, mm-hmm. I, I thought to myself, why am I not helping people? I mean, I, I servant leadership is a game changer. Why am I not helping other young adults discover who they are? And so when I had that moment and I left my career, I walked out, it took me a couple of weeks, but I remember in the middle of the night, this is now the holiday season of fall 2017. So almost a year later after helping him get in, I had walked away from my career. I got up in the middle of the night, literally stood up in my bed, nudged my wife because she's an OBGYN, so she never sleeps. She's always on call. And I literally said to her, what if I transform a million lives one word at a time? Made it up, just said that. And I thought, I was praying. She's gonna say no, I'm gonna say great. I'm gonna get a job, we'll be fine. And she looked at me and she said, I think that's a really good idea. And I said, no way, no way. And I got up the next morning and I called my therapist
1: because I thought she's going to tell me I'm totally not <laughs> going crazy. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. here's the thing. When you grow up with no value, yeah, you you constantly want people to tell you that you still have yeah. no value. So I thought she's going to be the one to say, dude, you got to go get a job. Like, You're done. Yeah. Get a paycheck. And she said, Rich, remember how I told you that I think you're hitting base hits. We've talked a lot about that through my therapy. She's like, this may be a grand slam. <laughs> I said, Nicole, that's not what I wanted to hear. And so fast forward, I got up and said, you know what? I'm a catalyst. That's my core value. I'm going to disrupt the way people think. And lo and behold, I meet Justin and Dylan. And that's where Next Gen came into my world. And I did something in... January of 2018 that I've never done before. I tell everyone to do this, but I never, I guess, you know, practice what I preached. Justin called me, long story about how we met. We'll talk about that another time. I get on the phone with him and I say, Justin, I just quit a very successful executive career. I have this idea. I have not started it yet. Can I speak at your summit in summer of 18? By the way, your top summit and you don't know me from a hole in the wall. Okay. <laughs> and he said to me, Tell me about your idea. I told him about it. And he said, Can you send me anything? I said, I have a Word document with one paragraph about it. Hung the phone up, looked at my wife. This is, the, this is January of 18. And I looked at her and I said, That was ridiculous. He's never going to call me back. Okay, whatever. Calls me back a week later and says, Can you come speak at our summit this summer for no summer of 18? And I said, Justin, are you serious? And he said, Listen, He said, you quit a career to help the next generation win. And that's what we're about. I don't know this guy from Adam. I mean, we just got on the phone. He's like, yeah, we'll give you a chance. Talk about like true, unbelievable door opening. And from January to June of 18, I hustled, I hired a team came up with a talk, joined the Motivational Speaking School because that's really what I wanted to do. I wanted to speak around the country and give away my message because the whole essence of branding, which we'll talk about, is you give away your core value. If people... You, we are brands, people. We are brands. We are being sold every day. People always say to me, "I don't want to be sold. I don't want to, you know, act like I'm, you know, this object." Well, guess what? When you apply to college, when you are in an interview, when you're a young entrepreneur trying to create a venture, you are selling yourself. You can't say to somebody what's your pitch in an interview and not have that notion. Mm-hmm. And so, the whole point of me speaking. And getting out there, which Justin and Dylan opened that door, was to meet people like you to help you figure out as a brand, what is that one core value? You can only be known for one thing. We don't have the brain power to be known for 12 things. What is that one thing? And they gave me that door open, and that's how I met you, and that's how we are creating magic together. And that's my story. That's it. So I have a platform, by the way, my platform is called Score. Stand out, conquer obstacles, reach excellence. All it takes is one word. And I truly, in my heart, believe that if you have seven seconds, which it's been documented, seven seconds to make a first impression, you never, ever, ever answer the question, tell me about yourself ever again by saying what you do You tell people who you are because the essence of my platform is that what you do is not who you are, but who you are should drive what you do. And in therapy, I learned that because I had no value and I Mm -hmm. had no worth, when I discovered my worth as a catalyst, what was happening at that kitchen table with my son was that I was actually using my core value. And when I realized my Entire story was now to go give other people that value, so that when I leave the earth, I came in zero, but I'm leaving so full. That was why I was able, or I'm able now, to go out there and really make this happen and build a, a try to build a business. I mean, you know, we'll talk about that as well. But the essence of that was the entire idea that I know who I am now and the yeah. and the craziness of knowing that is what has sparked this entire passion
1: in me to go out and do that i've goosebumps right now uh, <laughs> because i know the passion that you have and i know how scary that would have been walking away and like just going for it and oh it was and that, and that conviction that you have is so powerful and that's why i want i want everyone listening to this to take a step back. And I want you to understand the passion at which Rich talks, because I truly believe if you understand your one word, it's going to help you show up more powerfully in your life. That's right. It's going to help you show up more powerfully in business, whether you work for someone or you have your own business, it's going to make you a better investor, a better parent, a better spouse, a better student. And, And I've just seen it. I've Man, I've seen it in my own life, but I've also seen <laughs> you impact so many other people and a lot of my common like, it. It's super, super relevant. And, and I also will go back to um, when, I was in, when I was working at the bank and I got in, introduced to Simon Sinek. Yeah. I remember drawing the golden circle for people that didn't know who I was. I looked like this 14-year-old kid <laughs> in, a, in a suit coat. And I, I, I would look them in the eye and say, it does not matter what we do at this point. I don't know why this matters to your life. That's
0: right, and you know it's interesting. A lot of people will say to me, "You know, where where do you fit in in you know relation to Simon? Because he's unbelievable, and Mm -hmm. I, I would you know be thrilled to meet him someday." And this is what I tell people: I work with a lot of young entrepreneurs. Okay, this is what this is why. Anybody who has an idea that wants to go out there and really impact the world, you don't know what else is going to come along for the ride. And so here I am trying to help people discover their core value in one word. And I unlocked this insight that I stumbled on, which is the entrepreneur is the brand. People buy human connection. And so I thought if I can help an entrepreneur take their core value Mm -hmm. and make that the identity of their venture. Then you end up selling yourself and your venture at the same time because people buy humans. They're buying Caleb. They're buying Justin and Dylan. They're buying Sarah Blakely, Howard Schultz. They're not buying the product. And and what's amazing is I that whole insight helped me understand that the power of your one word is no matter even if you're an employee and you're working at a company, they bought you. They bought yeah, you totally. because of right. But
1: you're not everybody. Selling. But, You're always selling yourself.
0: That's right, and what I try to tell people is that entrepreneurs, especially, I've got this great product. People, you know, entrepreneurs have a product and then find the market. I'm. I say, let's go the other way. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because when I work with young entrepreneurs, we always begin with the end in mind. That is one thing I've always learned as a brand marketer. Where do you want to land? And we, I know we, I want to land my entrepreneur with their core value because that's what they're going to give away. But right after that, we go back to the beginning. And it starts with your why. If you don't know why you're getting up in the morning, and I used to say to myself, "Who cares about the why?" Like I, I, I had the I had yeah. the notion: paycheck, get paid, have a great life. But here's the problem: when the paycheck ends, and when the job isn't there, and your identity is caught up in what you do, what you do yeah. is not who you are. That is when you hit that that wall. But when you know your why, and I spent a long time after I quit my career on what my why is, the minute I understood my why, which is to help young adults reach their goals and dreams quicker than I did, this tsunami hit me of that's what it means when you hit a wall and the obstacles and you got to conquer them because you always go back to your why, always, as you and I have yeah. spoken about. Why are you getting up in the morning? It's to impact the world. And what comes with that is a paycheck to go live. It's not yeah. the other way
1: around. I love it, man. Let's let you mention Howard Schultz. You mentioned Sarah Blakely. Like, let's talk about a little bit of how big com- brands, they're yeah. one word, and then let's dive into you working yeah. with me and helping me discover that one word for myself.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to use the, um, I'll use Spanx as the example. So when I'm on stage yep. and I speak uh, as a motivational speaker, one, I do a couple of interactives with the audience. One of them is I will give them a series of brands and I will say to them, tell me the first word that comes to mind when you hear the brand. And I usually put up a brand like Spanx and the, you know, first of all, people chuckle because they're like, you know, what's a guy talking about with Spanx? But then I... Then I reveal that I wear a, a spank shirt. I wear a compression shirt, which Sarah Blakely will absolutely love that I'm wearing that. And I show the audience. So they're like, oh, the guy's real. That's really cool. Most people will say to me, underwear, undergarment. You know, most people will say you know, something under your clothes. Um, and what I tell the audience is, that is the product. That is not your brand. And then I'll share a little bit about my concept. And then I'll come back to the brand. And so here's the deal. When you think of Spanx, and I think Sarah Blakely is brilliant, I'm not sure she actually like, methodically thought this, but one of the things that she, or I believe, understood was that your product is not your brand. Your brand is your core value. You use your product to drive your core value. So Caleb, if I called you up and I said, I have a pair of underwear that I can sell you that you can wear under your skirt, and it's $80, can I have a check please? You'd probably hang the phone up you'd be like, yeah. why do I need a pair of underwear for 80 bucks? That's crazy. Right. And nobody has ever said to me, I don't have underwear in my drawer. But what Sarah Blakely realized is she was selling confidence. Now I call you and I say, I have a, a, a product that when you put on, you are going to look so damn good. You're going to feel thinner, look thinner. You're going to feel confident on stage. And that is 80 bucks. Well, let me tell you something. That is worth the money. Obviously, she built a billion-dollar business. So, what I say to people in that example is, you are in the business of your core value. Sarah Blakely is in the confidence business, and she uses her garments to sell confidence. Hmm. And that is when I hear the, see the audience go, "Oh, that meant. Oh, I get that. I have not thought of it that way. And that's because we're taught to think about what we do." not who we are. So we're taught to think product, that's the first thing. But you can't window dress. If you window dress your product with a beautiful logo and package and you don't share the value, you're going to lose the game. If you share the value and you make it stand out, because obviously packaging, design, logo, product, of course it's important. You have to have an amazing product. But if you don't tell the consumer, why am I paying 80 bucks? And you then tell me why. And it's the emotional impact that's here in the heart, not in the head. And yeah, she worked hard and she pounded that pavement. But once people put that product on, they said, myself included, I am standing up straight. Yeah, I do feel a little bit more strong and secure in front of everyone that's worth 80 bucks. That's called confidence. And that is what I teach young entrepreneurs, high school students, college students, what is your core value that you're giving to someone in exchange for that money or that title or that acceptance or that venture.
1: And it it all started seeing that your son, who went 18 years of his life, didn't really know who he was. And in a sense, it was you. That's as right. Well, like you, you just started learning who you were, and and so that that epiphany was like, what if I could impact a million people? by helping them understand not what they do determines their life, but why their why are. and their core value who, they are. And who they are.
0: Who they are. Who they are. You know, it's interesting. I look back on my career and everything I've done. I've been a catalyst my whole life. I just didn't know how to articulate yeah. it. And everything I did, whether it was a client that I, you know, accounting, I mean, who would ever put a catalyst in an accounting job? <laughs> that is the reason why I wasn't miserable. I just wasn't yeah. fulfilled. I yeah. wasn't fulfilled. I also, another example that I used really quickly is I always use Starbucks because people will always say to me, well, I wouldn't pay for that coffee. It's $7. That's really expensive. Most people will say coffee when I say the first word that comes to mind. But then when I work with them, I say to them, you're not paying for the coffee. You're paying for the location to sit there in beautiful chairs, the aroma, the Wi-Fi, the name on your cup, the barista saying hello to you. If Howard Schultz was in the coffee business, he wouldn't need a retail location. They're in the community business. That is their core value. They use coffee to drive community because they know that you're going to come into the store. And so Howard Schultz will say, we're in the community business serving coffee, not the other way around. And in the audience, Caleb, I see people going, So I'm I'm actually paying to sit there all day and study. Yeah, yes, nothing in life is free. But but what's beautiful about that is you need that you need that community. They 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 had there was a need out there, and they know you're going to buy the coffee because you wouldn't come into Starbucks. Most people that don't love coffee don't go to Starbucks. Of course not. Why would I? And you Mm -hmm. don't go to McDonald's. I always say to people, why don't you go to McDonald's? They have McCafe. They're like because that this kid's running around. It's like noisy and crazy. I'm like, because that's because Starbucks created a community for you to center yourself or get to know people that you want to get together with if we were there. It's super
1: interesting, Rich, because Starbucks is like my second office. I work so well there. And, and it's the same everywhere I go, you know, and that,
0: and, and when they, and when I always tell people, when they say, Hey, Caleb, good morning. Like the barista is not doing that because, you know, he woke up and said, I need to know everybody's name. That's part of the brand building. That's part of the training. We want Caleb to feel it's not inauthentic by any means because they make you feel really special. And, and, and certainly we all love to feel a part of something bigger than who we are. So when I'm done and I get off the stage and people come up to me, they say, okay, now I get why that coffee is $6. Yeah, you're not. If you thought rationally about that coffee, which is what, three quarters milk, one quarter coffee, you'd run out of the store. But brands are made in the heart. They're not made in the head. That products are in the head. Brands are in the heart. And the ones that are doing it really well out there, I believe, nailed that core value and then deliver it. They don't have to say it. They show it. Yeah. They deliver it in a way where people feel like that is worth the money. And so I yeah. now help people do that because what better way? You're only, there's only one Caleb. You put it out yeah. there the right way, you hit a grand slam and so that is the passion I have to help young entrepreneurs win because if you know your core value and then you make that the identity of your venture and people buy you it's sing it's like it's just the 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 gates open because people get what they're getting and they get that I want that I want the human behind the venture.
1: So you and I sit down and you're like, Caleb, I'm going to help you come up with your one word. Yeah. And you asked me, I remember you asking me, what do you think that would be? And I was, I mean, I was, I was, I gave you a bunch of one words that knowing, knowing what you know now and knowing my one word now, I go like, what was I thinking? Didn't have this on my radar at all. But when you're helping someone come up with their one word, because I want this to be helpful for all the people listening to this and like how they can figure that out what what do you do when you sit down with someone you can use me as an example cuz sure. everyone listening to this knows who i am and yeah. how do you help someone have that epiphany and then and then we, let's let's start there yeah i mean so So, I mean, this took a while to put together,
0: to be honest with you. Um, You know, I left NextGen in 2017. I left the 2018 NextGen Summit, the first speaking gig I ever had. And I literally said to my wife, Caleb, I'll probably be home by Sunday and I'll be thinking about a new job on Monday because I had no idea how I was going to put this on paper. And people came up to me after the summit and they said, can you help me get to my one word? And my answer was, "Um, I'm going to get back to you because I didn't have, I didn't. Really think this would go anywhere to be honest right. if i 'm completely candid, and I got home and I said to my wife, I had a lot of people come up to me. I called my team that I had hired, and they said, We told you this was going to be an idea that people would want to know, so I spent the next eight weeks after that, the summer of eighteen and I created a program. Um, I created a workbook with I believe the top nine questions that people need to fill out in order to Discover who they are. This is an exercise in deep introspection. As I tell people, this is not something you have to go study. This is not something you have to go Google. This is all about who you are. So, when you go through this program, Caleb, which you did, um, you, you know questions such as, you know, "What are you great at? What do people come to you for? Tell me about in three to five accomplishments that you had in your life, and tell me what your role was." Tell me what would not have happened if you weren't there. See, I have some subliminal, insightful questions built in. What would not have happened if you were not there gives me some insight as to what your value is or what your core value is. I also have in there, as you know, I ask you to reach out to three to five people. Because we are trained, we are raised to not brag about ourselves and not boast about ourselves. Okay, and so one of the things in my research the summer that I was creating the workbook was the power of somebody else telling you what makes you unique. Yeah. It tells me two things: number one, it tells me the gap between how much you believe in who you are versus what they're saying, and then number two, it also gives me a perspective of exactly how others are viewing you, and then there's a series of exercises that the person i work with will do they'll they'll circle words they'll group them but the whole idea the whole idea is to come up with one sentence about yourself that encapsulates who you are based on all the work and the exercises that you've done in the workbook. So you're circling all these words and you're grouping them. You're circling your words. It's all your work. What I do is I help you synthesize it down to one sentence that you're then going to look at that sentence and you're going to say to yourself, what is the one word that encapsulates that entire sentence, which is an action-oriented sentence of who I am? And the value I bring. And then after you're done, I make people do this on their own. And then I take it and I read and I analyze. And as you and I have spoken, Caleb, many times, I just have this, you know, inside brain that as I'm reading and as I'm writing, I can literally tell in my head what's happening. And I create a story in my mind. I do not look at your word before, until I'm done. And then I compare the two and nine out of 10 times, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest, nine out of 10 times, the person doesn't have a, I have a much stronger core value for them. It's not wrong. That word, we have a lot of values, but there's one that really rises to the top. And then I get on the phone and we have an analysis call. And that's where I look. I mean, this is my favorite part of this program because the look on people's faces when they say to me, that's really right. Oh my God, I get that. And they'll say to me, you did this all in, like you're, you're summing me up in one word. And I said, yes, I'm summing up your core value. I'm summing up what people are buying from you. And I yeah. remember when you and I had our call, I just, it, like, it was beautiful because it's your work. I am just interpreting it. We work together in the analysis call. I share. I take you through parts of your workbook. But in the end, what's incredible to me, and I didn't know this going in, I did not know this. This is why you have to go out and do it and then see what happens. The confidence that people have, the feeling of being seen, oh my God, I'm valued. I can actually be heard out there if I could take this core value and just even articulate it in an interview. First seven seconds, at my core, I am a catalyst because I deliver momentum. That is so much more powerful than I'm a student, I took three courses, I'm graduating in May and I'm looking for a job and I'm here with my resume. It's night and day.
1: (laughs) Yep, totally. And everything in your life will change when when you have that aligned. And so I would like to read your sentence, if you don't mind. I would love that. I was going to put you on the spot and say, do you have that? Yes, of course I do. Oh, <laughs> c- come on. I've learned never to assume in, in anything yes. I do.
0: <laughs> I, I, I do have to say that when I was reading your we did it on video together, which was awesome, by the way. So the whole new way to do it, you took the video strategy and answered all the questions by video. And I documented every word because I wanted to really absorb it for you. I was reading it going, like, I thought you were amazing before the call. And then I just realized, oh my God, how lucky am I that I'm in the presence of somebody who's going to really, like, you're going to the things you're going to do in the future are scaring me okay so here's the sentence that that i wrote for you and it's the following i am a charismatic leader who wholeheartedly serves others by unlocking their ability to take control of their own potential i want to read that again because this is unbelievable i am a charismatic leader who wholeheartedly serves others by unlocking their ability to take control of their own potential. Now, you have to understand, I'm reading this. I, I'm going to be honest, and I've said this to you many times. I didn't really get what you did for a living. I didn't get it. I mean, I didn't really understand it. What's this better wealth? And then this and, and, and you sent me this book with an ampersand. And, I, and all of a sudden, I'm thinking, oh, my God, I get it. I get him. I get th- this is one sentence that is life-changing, okay? So, I remember reading it to you, and you were like, Whoa. Yeah. And then I revealed your
1: one word. Would you like to reveal the word, dude? I um <laughs> well th- what actually happened was you asked me from that sentence what my one word was and I did not get it. <laughs> I was yeah. like uh, I I still like struggled and and you said it was a unique word, which threw me off even more because I'm like, okay, hopefully I can spell this word, you know, yada yada yada. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, oh my and god, you, s- you can spell this word. Yeah, dude. I can spell. Like <laughs> this is my word for sure. And and you said my word is key. K e y. Like first of all, I've never given that word
0: out to anyone. So number one, congratulations to you. I I covet my words to people. You, there could be many. Everybody asks me, can somebody have the same two people have the same word? Absolutely. I mean, a catalyst is you can have many different versions of it, but I remember getting to this word. And by the way, throughout the book, and as I was reading, I'm like, he's a key, he unlocks, he unlocks the door to people's living. Like, I just kept writing this in my head, and, and I kept think, saying to myself, I, I totally get this, and I get it, I get it. I, 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 I can't wait to get on the phone with him. And if you think about it, really, you know, you, you give access to people, you open the door to this way of living today and tomorrow, which we'll talk about. I have never, truthfully, I have never felt more, like I would stake my future career on this word. We wow. hadn't even spoken yet. Like You and I yeah. hadn't really gotten yeah. into what we've built since then. And I just remember my wife reads some of my books because I always like to have a different point of view. And she said, it's really cool. Like, And wow. think about it. Here's the other thing. When people can met- metaphorically understand your word, everybody knows what a key is. I'm pretty sure everybody knows they've had a key and they've put it in a lock and they've unlocked. And then the door opens. And you create this unbelievable, unbelievable life for people. And I remember you were a little bit like, I have to absorb this. Like I remember on the phone, you were like, and I always tell people, take a couple of days. I do hit them over the head. But isn't it amazing that what you do is not who you are, but who you are as a key is going to now unlock what you go do. And you've been doing it. And that's the beauty of what I help people do, especially entrepreneurs. We're not changing anything you've done. We are just articulating it in such a powerful way that people yeah. truly understand when I buy Caleb, I am buying the key to what? And that's your promise, which is exactly what your brand and what we've worked on. So yeah, take a deep
1: I, breath and tell people how you felt. Yeah, I, well, first of all, I was, I, it's super overwhelming because what you're, if what you say is true this one word not only is just a big deal in marketing, but is like the foundation of everything that you do. So when I heard it, originally I was thinking, I was thinking of like this gold, dumb looking key. I was like, hi, I don't know. You know, like it's, we could find a better sexier word than that. And then, and then really when I, when I think about why do I wake up in the morning? It is truly believe it's truly because I see the potential in others and I so badly want them to like live that life out. And You're 100% right in, in why I'm doing this podcast and why I wrote the book, The End Asset, why I have a team, why I speak, is to essentially help people unlock the potential that they've never saw in their life or the ability to serve other people in a more powerful way. It's funny. You unlock value and motivate others to become doers. You motivate
0: people to go out and do something and I I will tell you the one thing that really stuck out at me when you were doing my program, and that was the story that you had, that embarrassing story as a kid that you tell. And I remember that, I think it was your mom that gave you that advice, and she said, the things you can control go all in. And I was so struck by that. Number one, I was struck by the story because there's authenticity. That's part of building a brand. When you get up on stage and you share, you share your business as a young entrepreneur, if you don't bring your story in, you can't drive the authenticity. But right. when I heard that story and you literally said the things you can control go all in, that's being a key. That's literally unlocking doors for yourself. You decided, I'm going to unlock what I can control. And that's the whole point of the key. When you unlock something, you're helping your clients have a better life, but you're unlocking it because you know how to do that. That's the, that you didn't say, I'm just going to live life you know, after having that embarrassing moment and I'll go through another one and another one and another one. You said, no, I'm going to take what I can do and I'm going to control that and and learn how to win in the world. You were doing that. That's the whole essence of this core value. You were a key from day one. You just didn't know it because that's not how we're trained. We're trained to do. Be a doctor, be a lawyer, have a title. We're trained. So that's what we live our life. But when I twist it around and say, I'm going to disrupt the way you think, you've always been who you are. I'm now asking you to go and live your life by doing based on who you are, but you've been doing it already. You just didn't know it. And you also said, um, I, I have a very, very strong belief from my research background, my branding background, that what you wanted to be as a kid has a direct correlation to your core value and, and who you are today. And you said you wanted to be a quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. That's the yeah. key position on the team. <laughs> okay. You want to be a CEO. You literally wrote this, the key yeah. position in the company. Yeah. Okay. So like that, that's how I read when I read the, 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 books, when they come back to me, I'm looking for all of that. Like you may have, you may have said, you know, not that I'm putting words in your mouth, but like, why does it care what I want it to be as a kid? Because a CEO and a quarterback are the key positions on a team. They unlock the whole company growth, they unlock where the football is going to go. Like, dude, it makes, and that is when I get people on board. Like, I don't just say, you know, oh, you're a key, Caleb. Thank you. Your program was great. Like we're going through that workbook and I'm getting you to, I'm getting you to own that because I want you to feel it. And I remember when we were talking, you, you were like, oh, I never thought of that, but
1: that makes sense. And, And after we got off the call, I remember just being like this, just getting it. And I think I voice memo to you. <laughs> thank, right. thank goodness for Apple. Um, And right. I just was like, Rich, I can't thank you enough. Like you in like all puns aside, like you helped unlock something for me that was so like, imagine being 23 years old and getting this and building that's a right. brand and, right. and knowing what we have is so powerful, but like, that's right everything that we're doing and and it's true like we, this is the foundation because as the founder of Better Wealth like i i know that foundation is really really important and like uh, the brand the company is an extension of who i am that's right and so that's making right. sure that that's right what how we communicate our promise and our why I'm making you happy, right? Because I actually am listening. Yeah. To you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and, and I want to yeah. go back
0: to, I want to go back to two things that, that are really important for you listeners to understand. One is um knowing your story. Yeah. And and you know, being able to tell people why you are a key and sharing some of those things as a kid and your mom the story about your mom and what you want it to be, that gets people to go, oh he really does know who he is. That's authentic. So number one, knowing your story really helps, especially an entrepreneur. And number two, I want to go back to Sarah Blakely for a minute, because I remember in reading her story, when she called up the one manufacturer, it was a guy who literally took her on and said, "I am." he called her weeks after she went there and said, I'm going to help you create a sample. And he said, why? She said, why? And he said, two reasons. Number one, I have three daughters. And at dinner one night, they said, dad, this woman's onto something. And number two, he literally said, your confidence. You had this confidence that you were going to change the world. I don't know, Sarah, it may not be her one word, but if I was talking to her, she built an incredible billion dollar brand on confidence and people know it. And I, that's the only thing I can do in studying brands is to make that connection. Howard Schultz was all about community growing up, if you read his story and for you to be all about the key to unlocking number one, isn't that what servant leadership is about? And you being religious, like, right? Like it, it yeah. makes sense. Like you start yeah. to realize <laughs> yeah. I am servant. You said to me serving so many times in our interview. And I was like, yeah, cause you're, you're unlocking that ability for others to serve and others to do what they want to do today and tomorrow.
1: Let's talk now about how that translates into our brand promise. I actually have it pulled up as well, but <laughs> I, I want you to read it if you have it. Um and, yeah, and yeah, I so, will say this we we this is where <laughs> you got you got to see my team firsthand. Challenger, like maybe our one word. I think by one word for some of my team is challenging. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
0: and and I had to work your team over. It took it took
1: it took a little bit of time.
0: Um, Yeah, no. So so for me, what came out of my score platform and the ability to help people discover their core value in one word was this whole phase two for young entrepreneurs, which is helping them build that brand foundation. So having 25 years of marketing and branding experience, I realized. I can help someone like Caleb take this core value and create the foundation for his brand so that he can go out and articulate his story. Because once again, the beauty of this whole idea, and I remember you and I talking, you had said to me, it's almost good in a way, Rich, that you don't know my business. And I said, yeah, it's really good because I really don't get what you do. And I had to read, I read your book and I studied up and I had this moment where I was like, Not only do I get it, but I feel like he he has it in the vault, no no pun intended, you know, metaphor-wise. So in my phase two program, it's a five-step program where I help, we begin with the end in mind. So we begin with step five, which is identifying that core value. But then we start with your why. And that's all about Simon Sinek. And why Why are you, Caleb, because you and Better Wealth are the same because you're the brand. Why are you getting up in the morning? And one of the things that, and we worked a lot on this. I mean, this was one where you really challenged me. This is probably the hardest part of the step. But we Realized After working together and writing and you wrote and I tweaked and helped, you are getting up in the morning to inspire people to live a more intentional life now and in the future. This is where that ampersand was brilliant, Caleb, and you didn't know it. To inspire people to live a more intentional life now and in the future that is an incredible purpose. That is not You're not getting up to get paid. You're not get, You're getting up in the morning to help people live more intentionally, which you talk about. Step two is what's getting in the way of that. I am a real big proponent of knowing your enemy. You have to know because you wrote that purpose statement for the consumer. You put on your consumer hat. And so if you want consumers to live more intentionally now and in the future, what is getting in the way. And, and you and I spent a lot of time on this enemy idea. It's the enemy that gets in the way of the consumer so that they. this is why they can't live intentionally now and in the future. And when we, you and I spoke and we did a lot of exercises and I spent a lot of time, I give examples of other brands that have done it. We came up with a very, it's a very literal enemy. Like it's not something that is abstract. And when I said it to you, you realized, I remember you thinking that makes a lot of sense. The enemy is time think about it, time, it's our greatest enemy. We never believe that we have enough time. And so think about a young adult that is sitting there going, I need to invest in my future, but I want to live today. I can't do both. What am I going to pick? A lot of times I'll work with young entrepreneurs. We're not building the business yet. We're building it from day one, but you had already built something. So we were going backwards. And I remember saying to you, you, Caleb, put yourself in the consumer's mindset you know, you're so close to this. Time, and we always hear time is the enemy. We hear that all the time. It's a, it's a cliche, but it really makes a lot of sense. And what happens in step three, once you understand the enemy, is it, it uncovers the problem, which can is- I, what Can is I the, add something to that? Yeah,
1: Real, yeah. When we talk about time, originally when I heard time, I'm like, I don't want to be like every other com- uh, company that's talking about compound interest and you just have to, you're in it for the long run. But you got it su- such at a unique level because you're like, no, we're talking about this- Choice Consumer. that we're we're being taught about one or the other. And what That's you're right. saying as a brand is what you're saying as a company. What you're saying, Better Wealth is, is not having to choose anymore. Living today while well, best, um, saving and, and having money for the future. And when you eliminate that, that really and you, and you say this later on, this time opportunity cost dilemma. That's right, a mouthful. But it's That's so right. true because That's right. time is your greatest resource.
0: That's right. And so for me, th- and said another way but you also said it very eloquently, is it's from the consumer's point of view. So the consumer gets up in the morning, young, 401, life insurance, mortgage, house, like, yep. I want to live today, and I can't do both, because that's what they've been trained, or at least that's what's it been conditioned in their head. So this time element hits them. But what it does is it uncovers the problem, which we, you and I labeled the trade-off dilemma, and it is a trade-off dilemma because people don't believe they can think and then act to create a fulfilling life today, live in the present, while simultaneously planning for the future. And the whole essence of that problem, I mean, that is a problem. How do I live today, save for the future? If I have to make a choice, some people are going to save for the future and be unhappy today. A lot of people do that. And some people are going to live for today. And then all of a sudden, 20 years from now, they are like, oh my God, I don't have any money. And so this trade-off dilemma from the consumer's perspective, I always bring it back with my entrepreneurs. It's about the consumer. All of a sudden, when you have that trade-off dilemma, then you say, okay, what am I going to promise? What is better wealth going to promise? And this is where that big Ampersand, like I had nightmares about that ampersand that and, okay, <laughs> but it was so brilliant because the promise of what you're then saying is to the person who has this problem is, i'm going to promise you that you can live you can live a better life today and tomorrow. I'm going to be the brand that offers this product to help people live a better life today and tomorrow. And guess what? Step five, which we had already known, I'm going to unlock the magic for you to do that. That is where I am the key to helping you, person, client, live this better life today and tomorrow so that you don't have the trade-off dilemma, you don't have to worry about time, and you can live a more intentional life now and in the future. And let me also say, when I shared that with you, it's logical. I always said, I said this, something to you that I'm going to tell you, listeners if you put this sheet of paper in front of the mailman, in front of your nurse, your doctor, your friend, your florist, and they get it, you're onto something. Because yep. when you operate at a highbrow level, which we all do because we're close to it, if yep. you do that and consumers don't get you, they're going to walk away. And this was so logical. And I remember it was because I remember when your team finally got in and, you know, we worked together. I'm, I'm one that's, I want to get this right. But when you think about the key to living life, a better life today and tomorrow, so the trade-off dilemma isn't there, I don't have to worry about time and I can live more intentionally. I can sing that in a beautiful song if you want.
1: Yeah. Yep. And people <laughs> get it. People get it, man. So can you, can you read the purpose? Better
0: Wealth Solutions. We believe that many people are wandering through life with no purpose, no direction, no energy, no passion, and will go to their grave only living up <clears throat> to a fraction of their potential. We believe that most people are squandering their precious life because of how they think about the relationship between money and time. We believe instead of money being a tool for living, it becomes a slave master who rules over so many. Why? Because people think they have to choose between living today or planning for the future. We are proud to be the brand that solves this time opportunity cost dilemma so people no longer have to give up living today while planning for tomorrow. Our mission is simple, to change the way people think about money in the context of time. Understanding how to navigate money in time is one of the greatest leverage points one can have to living a fulfilling life. We know that life is the greatest gift and we want people to embrace it. Welcome to Better Wealth, where we inspire people to live a more intentional life now and in the future.
1: And when I think of our big audacious goal of insuring a million people in the next five years and what we're doing, one of the things that always was in my heart is like, okay, I want to have that billion-dollar brand. I want to have that purpose statement. I want to have that logo and all. And you came into our life at such a a powerful time because in a way we already had the team i have 10 people on my team we're we're building and, and we're resonating with people because of of the book and all these things but you're able you are you were able to help us build this foundation that we're and we're we're not done sure. <laughs> we're, we're just getting started by the way That's right and and what's going to be cool is to see that build upon this but the when you when you wrote this because it you give me credit but i i will say that you i made you work overtime on this because yeah. of i'm a verbal processor and you'd like take my verbal you know you know every all my words and then take yeah. it down and 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 when when you <clears throat> said that life is the greatest gift and we need to embrace it that resonates greatly but then i think of going back to greg Hilama.: right the guy that helped me found better wealth and passed away one of his one word i would say is intentionality That's and right. he just that was his thing that he said over and over, like, Caleb, be intentional. Like, be intentional with every moment. like. And I'm so grateful that at the core of what we're doing, we're helping people with that because I, I in a sense, am, am continuing to live his legacy on by helping people get that because we're not all guaranteed 85 years on this planet. That's right. But if I could help someone embrace that and be more intentional with the people that they love the most, like, Rich, like I have the greatest... Job of all time, that's
0: right, you know, I want to also say, just to give you some credit as well, you really pushed. I could tell there was a moment when I called you and I said you're not really you're not living this purpose, you're not owning it because it was not written the way we said it, and that's part of when I work with entrepreneurs i i'm really I care about the people I'm working with, and I just knew that you were not you were not singing it. And then when we wrote this and got it yeah. to where it is right now, the, what, the reason I'm saying this, and I want your listeners to understand this, I think that the, the, the key, no pun intended, that really unlocked your mindset was this is all done in the context of the consumer. Yeah. As, as entrepreneurs, as brands, we sometimes get very caught up in what we're doing and we don't realize, and it's not that you weren't doing it, but everything about what we just talked about is from the consumer's perspective. They have that enemy. They have the problem. You have the promise and you have the value to do it. And I think, and it does start with purpose. And when I knew the day that you wrote, you, you, you sent me email. Uh, whoa, like you said, oh my God, I knew we got it. But, but you are living intentionally, you. You yeah. yourself and you are living today and tomorrow and you are helping people be able to have an incredible life of service today, but also have a future where they can do the same thing. And all I was trying to do is now let's go out there and say this in a way that literally opens the vault of the secret that you have as a company that will really help people what live an amazing life and don't have to worry about time. And I get it now come full circle with you. And for me, not knowing, and a lot of times I don't know a lot of my entrepreneurs' businesses, but I come in then with that open mind of how would I get it if I have to learn it? And once we got this foundation written, I said, makes total sense. Your products help people live a better life today and tomorrow. Now go tell them what those products are, but tell them what's in it for them. And you yeah. can be the one to unlock it, and I've never been more clear on somebody's core value, like you're wow. unbelievable
1: truly wow. and truly. and rich i we I could literally talk for to with you for another two hours because there's so many there's so much more, and so we're going to have to do a follow up interview yeah oh um, you bet. I, I think people are going to understand why this was this interview went long because your story was important but I want people to know that as they see our brand change, and as we grow, and as we're able to touch more people, like I want to be authentic and transparent and unlock what we're doing because there are That's so right. many entrepreneurs. There's so many people that need to embrace this. That's right. Not just what we're doing, but they need to do this for themselves. And so um, I know you've listened to my podcast. I know you. I have a, a killer last question, and the reason yeah. why it's so powerful. I know that you are going to have a thoughtful answer to this because you've been here and, yeah. you've, and you've had a lot of time thinking around this idea of death. So, so, Rich, you're with the people that you love the most, which I know is your family. Like you yeah. love your kids. You love your wife. You have such a like, deep love for them. It's so cool to see that. And you know that this is your last day on earth. Yeah. And you have one conversation that you can have with them. In all your life experience and everything that you hold on to, and what you've learned? What would you be? What would that conversation be like? And what would you want to make sure to get across?
0: Yeah. Okay. First of all, that is an unbelievable question because I, I as a cancer survivor, and my wife being one, I think about death every single day. I know you do. Um, I do. I I truly believe every day is my last day. So I would say I'm going to tell you two things I say to them but I would say to them at that moment, and I think it'll help your listeners as well because it really applies to not only my kids, but to everyone. The first I would say to them is, be the guide, never the hero of your story. So many people think that branding and personal branding is about I, me, mean, me, I, selfie, selfie, I got to show everybody what I've got. I have this degree, that degree. Personal branding is about giving away your core value. So I would always say to them, be the guide, put your core value into anybody's hands of the people that need it the most, and you will be so much more fulfilled because as the guide, the hero needs you, and then you become the hero because that's what people want. People's lives need to be enriched and they don't know how to do it. If you have that guide mentality, you are going to always win. That's the first thing. And the second thing, which is related to the first thing, is what I also say to them all the time the more you give, the more you live. And I, didn't, I knew that in my heart. I am a giver. I hate receiving. And for so many years, I fought that. I fought like you know, people would say, you give so much and you don't get anything in return. And why do you do that? And I realized because I am living. The more you give, the more you live. So if you're a guide and you truly believe that servant leadership is a game changer, which I do, and I'm seeing it now, I do so much for people. I don't think about the money that comes. It's going to come later on. When you engage first and sell second, you sell a hell of a lot more. When a brand puts value ahead of money, they make more in the end because people come back. And so I say to them, the more you give, the more you live. And that, by doing that, you have to be the guide, not the hero. Never be the hero of your story. People don't want heroes. They don't. They want the guide. They're the hero. But you become the hero because they need you. So a lot, it's like, if you think about it, it's pretty powerful. And especially in a college application, you're signaling to the committee, like my kids did, this is what I'm going to bring to your campus. They're the hero because they found you. But you also won because you're at the school you love.
1: Yeah. So, and, and Rich, I, I can confidently say this because I know you, is you can say that and that would be a good reminder, but you live that out every day.
0: Thank you. And I also want to say, I want to say thank you to you because part of this whole, you know, building my act two and starting from the ground up and, you know, trying to get my message out there to to transform a million lives. I I just want to say thank you for teaching me and helping me solidify my message and what I'm doing and that 's part of the game here, like you the more you give to others, the more you learn and i 'm living better than i 've ever lived in terms of my idea 's right it 's solidified, it helps me get stronger every day and if you don 't get out and do that and you sit home you won't, you won't, your ideas is only as good as the people that know you, so we were meant to work yeah. talk. I can't wait for act two of what we're doing. We're taking this to the stratosphere. You, you, I'm not done with you yet, dude. <laughs> Just so you know, I'm not going yeah. away.
1: Yeah. I, well, a couple of things, man. I feel this moral obligation. And the reason I didn't even bring this up ahead of time is I know that you'd try to shut this down. I, we're going to put some kind of link that we, we in the show notes so that people can connect with you. Yeah. What is the best way for someone on social media or someone to get connected with you? But I'm, I I want to make sure that someone that feels drawn into this story and this message can figure out their one word yeah. and and whatever yeah. that looks like. Sure. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to like bring bring some people their ahas. I will selfishly. I feel I'll feel key to, to uh, <laughs> unlocking that for them. So I would say I would
0: say three things. One is um, my website is therichkeller.com, and I always like to tell people richkeller.com was taken, so I had to put the in front of it, therichkeller.com. Number two, LinkedIn. Just type in richkeller catalyst. Um, I put my one word everywhere, and you should as well. Uh, so richkeller catalyst for LinkedIn, and then I do offer. A free call to anybody that wants to call me and talk about anything uh, you can just call and ask me for advice it, it there's no strings attached and that is go.oncehub.com forward slash rich keller once again go.oncehub.com forward slash rich keller Give me a and call that will be in the show
1: notes, by the way. Yeah. Caleb so called just click me. The show notes. Yeah.
0: Caleb took that link and called me. So give me a call and Caleb, thank you for having me really. So I'm stoked. I just can't wait to see where this is going to go. And like I said, I'm not going away.
1: Hey man, I, you know, this comes from the heart, but I love you. I'm so grateful for here. How, how much you've, how much you believe in us and, and the, the hours I'm, I'm telling you the hours that was spent helping us get to where we are now. And the future is very bright, my friend. So, thank you. You bet. You bet. Godspeed. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. Make sure you press subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or your favorite podcast player.